Welcome to Penguin Pebbling Podcast, a neurodivergent podcast, info dumping on topics we think you might like. My name is Merle. I'm autistic and have ADHD. I'm also a student of Tibetan Buddhism and a university student of Tibetan language, as well as a singer and voice actor. And I am Kelly. I dual wield ADHD and autism and am a university student of neuroscience and psychology and currently working as a graphic designer and illustrator. This is not the first episode that we recorded, but it's the first episode that we're going to release because we are talking about something that is a bit of a controversy uh, on social media and in the news right now. Today, we are talking about the Dalai Lama incident. Now, we're talking about it for two reasons. I have experience uh, being heavily involved in the Toronto Tibetan community uh, as part of uh, the Karma Kaiju and Nyingma uh, schools of Tibetan Buddhism. Um, And I uh, have been studying Tibetan language uh, on and off uh, for several years now. And this past year, I have been attending Tibetan classes in both contemporary and classical Tibetan at UBC in Vancouver. You just went full send into that, eh? the Tibetan language. Yeah, full send into it. So um, I have a bit of an understanding that a common Westerner would not have of what Tibetan culture is like, what Tibetan behavioral norms are like. I also understand how their language works and how much different it is from English language and how complicated it is to translate ideas from Tibetan into English. I am also not a member of the Gelug lineage of Tibetan Buddhism. The Dalai Lama is the head of the Gelug lineage of Tibetan Buddhism. So for me, this conversation is not about my leader. This is about someone who I respect, but I am not an acolyte. I am not a um, devotee. So I'm hoping that I can come to this uh, experience uh, bringing knowledge that isn't necessarily um, clouded by uh, religious devotion. Uh, The other reason we're having this conversation is because uh, Kelly knows nothing about this story. Kelly (laughs) doesn't know anything about this. Kelly hasn't seen the video. Kelly hasn't seen new stuff. I, I... I don't know how, honestly. Like, I do not know how. I am online constantly. I am online to the point where, like, I fall asleep with my phone in my hand watching TikToks. Like, it's embarrassing to admit out loud to the public. And I still somehow have not been fed any information on this aside from, like, two or three Facebook memes. So I I kind of have some clouded understanding of what might have occurred. But, like, I haven't seen the... Yeah, I haven't seen the original video. I've only like the memes that I've seen are kind of like, you know, the the like the Drake meme where he's no, not the Drake meme, the guy that's like looking at the other girl and the the girlfriend's walking by and it's like the girlfriend is the Catholic church and then like the the (laughs) other girl is the Dalai Lama. Oh, no, I kind of know. (laughs) Yeah, like I kind of know what may have happened. But I have no actual like I oh, and no and, backstory. And and the audience does need to know that like I did ask Kelly. I was like, Kelly, have you seen anything about this? And when you were like, No, I haven't, I was like, Don't, don't. We are going to record your reaction live. Just don't. Just don't. And and I, I'm gonna say this. I know exactly why you've seen nothing about it. 
Okay, because it seems like everybody else has, or at least the people who baby girl, would baby be girl. in my circle mm, mm, have mm. heard about it. Like baby, baby, baby girl, I, it's a hundred percent because you're not on Twitter. Oh, uh, okay. It's a hundred percent because you're not on Twitter. Okay, that is why you don't know about this. Right, and that makes sense because the people who have been posting about it that I've seen, I do know are, are like active Twitter twi scum. As am I. <laughs> as am i but thankfully aside from the like really uh i've managed to avoid the really um what i personally feel are terrible takes um but i've also managed to uh, get a lot of information uh that sort of you know helps color what i already know about uh tibetan behavior and uh tibetan cultural norms versus uh western cultural norms uh before we get into it um, I'm just going to be spicy up front. I really think that a lot of what's going on here um, is an unexamined Western colonialist mindset that thinks that they can judge every other culture as being equal to how Westerners behave and think. Like, we need to remember in North America that, like, stuff that is weird to us isn't weird to other cultures and vice versa so you know in buddhism we talk about like projecting um and sort of this really feels like a projection of western ideas onto a tibetan cultural norm that um we just don't know about as i say that i want to make it clear that i am not interested in protecting predators i am not interested in uh making excuses for people who are dangerous um bit of a trigger warning we will be talking about let's say very catholic related stuff i'm not going to go into detail we're not going to share anything graphic but i will be referencing um monastic sexual assault within the tibetan buddhist community i will be referencing that um so yeah um i think with all that being said kelly what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to send you a link through Messenger. And I'm hoping that this link will work for you and that you will be able to watch this video. Now, we are not going to play any audio from any clips uh, just because, like, I don't want to, you know, licensing, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have a yeah. problem with that. Um, but um, this video started circulating last week. You know what? I'm just going to show it to you. And yeah, then, like anxiously awaiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give any background. Make sure the sound is turned up. You need to hear what is said in this video. Okay. And uh, let me know if uh, not being a part of Twitter is a problem. Now I can usually like see Twitter stuff. Great. There, volume. All right. And. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twitter, go away. I. <laughs> like the, no okay so the first like four seconds of this video did not seem that weird you know like mm -hmm. okay like, again like i'm not did you, you know, hear what he said at the end suck my tongue yes that is in yeah. fact what he said so that was weird mm-hmm but I also do feel like, and I'm, I feel like I need to preface this for the internet to, you know, be prepared. I also feel like it wasn't in a predatory way. First of all, they're in public. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> they're 
seems to be hundreds of people here at least. Yep. Secondly, like that's a very to me that's a very weird thing to have done in public for it not to be some kind of cultural thing. Yeah, and a lot like, of the weird... fact that he seemed very comfortable doing that in front of cameras and the news seems like that at least in their world is like normal or like I don't know if this is the right word but like a a beatific type of yeah. thing now and I appreciate you for sort of being like kind of understanding that up front because a lot of the hot takes that I've been seeing has immediately jumped to oh this must be a predator who's so comfortable acting inappropriately behind the scenes that they slipped up and did it in front of people because they're just so used to it. There have been way too many takes being like, oh, well, imagine what else he's telling, uh, you know, ugh, I hate saying this, telling people to suck on behind the scenes. So there's this automatic assumption uh, of just like absolute predator stuff uh, from mm. Western people. Um, now, that being said... I um, have <sighs> the apology that Dalai Lama issued after this. He apologized. Oh, WhatsApp note apology situation, my friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one of those. Uh, to uh, quote one of my uh, Twitter friends who, who made the comment initially about, like, I can't believe, you know, Dalai Lama had to do a, you know, a YouTube no, apology? No, no, like a like a like a like a notes screenshot apology. Uh and as <laughs> Yeah, like fucking Kendall Jenner or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he said he said at least he didn't blame the woke. <laughs> so this is what was posted on Dalai Lama's uh Twitter feed. A video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked His Holiness the Dalai Lama if he could give him a hug. His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world, for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. Okay. Which also makes it spicy and doesn't give a lot of context. Um, no, because like him saying like, oh, I was teasing like that gives creepy grandpa vibes of like, you know, oh, I know it makes uh -huh. a kid uncomfortable and I'm going to do it anyways because this is for my fun. You know, just I'm an old now, man. Do you want me to get straight to the point or do you want me to sort of dance around the information I got before I got the real explanation of what happened? I mean, as, you know, somebody I'm not informed of any of this, feel free to... All right, all right. So, um, first of all, uh, here's something really fucking funny. Uh, one of the people who is actively speaking out about this is newly anti-trans grifter Ollie London. I don't know who that is. Oh, you know the white dude who decided to transition to being Korean? No. Oh, God, you don't know about him? All no. right, well, then this isn't interesting or funny for you. Um, I mean, it, it is on that aspect of it, but I don't know who he is. Yeah, I you know, kind of would have thought through TikTok you would have seen people complaining about him. Um, but that's fine. We don't really have to talk about that. It's only, it's only funly, funny if you know who he is. So I can't believe so much stuff is passing me by. Have I been, like, touching grass too much? No, don't, 
don't ever complain about touching grass too much. That's a good thing to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off before I get to the point of what actually happened in that video. Uh, one of the things that I really experienced, uh, well, I was heavily involved in the Toronto um, Tibetan and Buddhist community. Now you know this, um, but the listeners might not know. Toronto has one of the largest Tibetan communities outside of Tibet uh, in the world. I think there's about like 9,000 something something Tibetans living in Canada and around 6,000 of them live in the greater Toronto area, specifically around like Etobicoke and uh, Parkdale. I believe there's like around 3,000 in Parkdale uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, I lived in like little Tibet. I would see yeah. those guys all the time. Yeah, this is this is the point is that there are so many Tibetans in uh, Parkdale that it is now called Little Tibet. So I was heavily involved in that community, spent a lot of time interacting with them and as an autistic pe- person, just watching how people behave. And one of the things that was very obvious to me up front is that Tibetan people are very platonically touchy-feely with each other. Mm-hmm. They are very cuddly. They are very, like, play around with each other, very goofy with each other sort of uh, people. I witnessed, like, two straight, fully grown men, like, sitting next to each other on the couch with, like, one having the arm around the other with the head on their shoulder because they were bros, and that's what bros do. I had an experience where uh, one of the older grandmas uh, decided that um, she liked me. So all of a sudden... She's sitting next to me, thigh touching my thigh. She's rested her hand on my leg. She's holding my hand. And like, I had to sort of like get used to that um, because, you know, I'm not really a touchy feely person like that. But like, my brain had to adjust to, oh, you know, someone put their hand on your thigh. It's a grandma who likes you. She's not coming on to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, she's holding my hand. She's like putting her hand on my shoulder. This is not romantic. This is not sexual. This is a very platonic, but like physically intimate uh, gesture. Yeah. Like I feel like even if you grew up in a largely metropolitan city or you spend any amount of time there, like even Arabic men platonically hold hands. Yeah. And this is like, it's not a weird thing to see. It's only weird if you're Western and yeah, because in in Western culture, we very much have uh, like sexualized every single type of touch. And yes, there is problems with child predators, but there's like a lot of like seeing child predators where there aren't in a way that I really think obscures actually getting the child predators and saving the children like you know all this weird QAnon save the children stuff and they're not focusing on like very real child trafficking that is happening to non-white children in the United States so I am going to explain exactly what you just saw in that video and I, I have to thank all the like Tibetans and other Buddhists who have been posting stuff about this um, I don't speak fluent Tibetan I can read the entire alphabet um, I can pronounce all of it properly and i know enough about tibetan to understand that like there is a lot of implied stuff in their language there's a lot of like short sentences that are hard to translate into english because they require you to sort of like 
understand implied things. So like the direct translation into English, there is no direct translation into English because of the way the sentence structure is. It would sound like absolute gobbledygook. But the translator, the transliteration into English of Tibetan language, um, eh, it's, it's really hard to do because of how much meaning there is in words that sound way simple in English. So the first thing that really made this make sense for me was a uh, post about something called Chelebsa. Uh, and I'm going to read to you from this post. In Tibetan culture, it is common to see the old grandparents not only give a pop kiss to the small children, but also give a small candy or piece of food to children from their mouths, directly mouth to mouth. This may not be the norm of your culture, but this is commonly done. After the elder gives a pop kiss and a candy, since there is nothing left in their mouth, nothing left to give, they will say the phrase, okay, now eat my tongue. Mm. The Tibetan phrase is chelesa. They say that as in, I, I have given you all my love and the candy, so that's it. All that is left to do is to eat my tongue. And it is a playful thing that the children know. This is not really done in the Lhasa region, the capital of Tibet, but it is more common in the Amdo region, where His Holiness is from. However, it is definitely a Tibetan custom. Well, that, in context, makes more sense. <laughs> like, you, you're meeting the Dalai Lama for the first time. You ask him for a hug, and then he's, like, saying, well, I've, I've given you all my love. I've, I've you know, mm -hmm. all of it is for you. Now, that's the first thing I saw. It didn't have any Tibetan written language on it. It just had the English transliteration. Okay. But... I found even more information that makes the suck my tongue make more sense. And uh, it has the actual Tibetan written in it. So that made it a lot easier for me to understand and to go to my like dictionary and be like, okay, you know, what is, what does this actually mean? Okay. So, my tongue swallow. Okay. That is the other version of chelesa. Chelesa directly means eat my tongue. Chelep jip means my tongue swallow. Swallow my tongue. Eat my tongue. Suck my tongue. It, jip itself can translate several different ways. Is jip tongue or is jip the swallow part? It, it's suck. Okay. Suck, swallow, inhale. All right. Is what devour. <laughs> yeah, in what jib means. And hear from uh, Robert Mayer, and then I'm going to share what an actual Tibetan said about this. Apologizing made people think he had done something wrong. Nye chelab jib, nye chelab jib, written in English. Then there is nothing left to do except eat, suck on my tongue, is a common thing that an older generation of grandparents in Tibet said to their kids playfully while sticking out their tongue. The last part of a familiar, affectionate sequence of routine, starting by kissing my cheek, etc., etc. It goes without saying that the standard Tibetan greeting is to stick out one's tongue. By the way, this is a public event. The boy's mother is the lady seated to the left of the screen, and the boy had just broken a coconut as part of an offering ritual. Now, what he's not sharing in there is that this is the sequence that we see Dalai Lama doing. He says, kiss me on the cheek. Now I think it's okay for you to kiss me on the lips. And then he sticks out his tongue and says, suck my tongue. Okay. So this whole little ritual thing is something that is commonly done in Tibet. Also, I should mention, um, 
It is very common for Tibetans to stick out their tongue as a form of greeting. Uh, this started kind of like, I think a thousand years ago, there was a really bad king. Um, he was sick and he had this weird black tongue. So when he passed away, it turned into this sort of greeting joke of sticking out your tongue to show, look, I, I, I don't have a black tongue. I'm not the reincarnation of this like really evil king. Okay. But I talked to, I talked to, uh, I have a friend from Amdo, Tibet. I talked to him about it. He says that's, you know, the, the, the king thing is not really relevant to why people do it now. People don't really think about that anymore. He said, when I asked him about this, it is very common to stick out tongues. And it is very common to do this sticking out tongue thing between like grandparents and little kids because little kids are going to understand ticking, sticking out tongues, but less so language. And he made it clear the tongues never touch each other. There is never touching of the tongues. It's just sort of a gesture. Okay. And now the post from Tenzin, Tenzin Pema, who uh, on Facebook happens to be friends with uh, several of the Tibetans um, I know in Toronto. So I don't directly know them personally, but they are friends of friends of mine. Because an otuk, forehead touching to represent pure love, respect in our culture, does not require an apology. Because a kiss or a po on the lips given by elders to little children and by young children to elders is common in our culture and another sign of pure unabashed love. Until, of course, you superimpose your own hypersexualized views, cultures, or negative experiences on everything and view every act of pure love through that lens. In such an instance, even the sight of a grandfather kissing his own grandson will be misconstructed as child abuse. Because... Requesting his holiness to blow into the face of a young child or an adult words that would be horribly misconstructed in any other culture by blow, this person means suck. Okay. Because like I said, njib translates as breathe, blow, consume, suck, mm. you know, like sort of like that sort of gesture. Hope for parents with sick children, peace of mind for so many with a dying parent or loved one as they seek one last audience and blow, air quotes, blow with his holiness before she he passes blow on my face words an act so pure in the tibetan world are so very very different in every other wor world and they go on to talk about um the sort of blowing on his face and then right down here says and likewise the words as i mentioned previously such a common playful refrain by tibetan elders and so innocent sounding in tibetan but not so when translated into English as suck my tongue. So to reiterate, no apology was ever needed from his holiness, irrespective of how sordid the minds of those who perceive a culture and a purity that their minds can never ever fathom as possible of existing in this world of tremendous hate and angst and lust and malicious intent. And they go on further in this post. And I'd like to take this moment to say, in the West, you'll commonly see older people do stuff like pinching a little kid's cheek and saying, oh, you're so cute. I could just eat you up mm. is the first thing you think that is a cannibal and we need to keep them away from a child, maybe to someone who's not from Western culture. But yeah, um, this is a huge <sighs> misunderstanding and it's purposeful propaganda. Here's how it's purposeful propaganda. The video that you saw happened live streamed on February 28th in Dharamsala, India. On March 23rd, 2023, His Holiness the Dalai Lama named and formally enthroned the 10th reincarnation 
of oh I'm the tr- I am reading a transcript that uh totally translated this wrong it said Kalak Jesus but it's probably like Kalak uh, I'll look up the name later I, I apologize hey everyone just a quick post recording editing note the transcript I am reading from at this point is from a re-uploaded video that I now know is from Jigmi Ujin. The original video that I saw and took the transcript from doesn't credit him. Jigmi Ujin is very active on Instagram, and he also has a YouTube channel under the name Rangzen Pala. Please check him out for more info on Tibetan culture and Tibetan politics. The name of the Mongolian tulku is Kalka Jetsun Dampa Rinpoche, also known as His Holiness the 10th Jetsun Dampa Kutuktu. He holds the title of Bogd Gegin, which makes him the top-ranked lama of Mongolia and therefore the spiritual leader of Vajrayana Buddhism in Mongolia. According to Wikipedia, the Chinese government has claimed to have inherited the authority and ultimate decision right for the choice of successor of all high lamas in Mongolia and Tibet. Therefore, the Dalai Lama's recognizing of Kalka Jetsun Dampa Rinpoche puts China in a tense religious and geopolitical position because, again, according to Wikipedia quotes, this puts China in a dilemma of endangering their foreign affairs with Mongolia for the choice of the next lama or to forfeit this right that they claim to have control of religious affairs, ultimately giving up their authority over the choice of the next Dalai Lama and putting their current choice of Panchen Lama in question. On May 14, 1995, the Dalai Lama publicly recognized six-year-old Gedun Chokin Nima as the 11th Panchen Lama. On May 17th, just three days later, the Chinese government abducted the child Panchen Lama. As of May 17, 2023, the Panchen Lama has been missing for 28 years. Now, back to the recorded show. On March 23rd, His Holiness the Dalai Lama formally enthroned a 10th reincarnation of a spiritual leader of Mongolia. He enthroned him as one of the highest Buddhist leaders and the head of the Gelug Buddhist school. And <laughs> Mongolia is a landlocked nation that is uh, kind of, you know, at odds with the CCP. And the CCP got fucking pissed that um, Dalai Lama had enthroned this 10th reincarnation because it really screws with their whole trying to, um, well, it screws with their whole stealing the pouch in Lama situation. And it really interferes with their whole like trying to demand that any reincarnation recognition goes through the Chinese government. Mm. So a week after that happens, a extremely edited video targeted at Westerners that was filmed on February 28th starts circulating. And everybody starts talking about how he's a predator. I don't really, you know, it's hard for me to not, it's hard for me to see that as a coincidence. Yeah. On top of that, and here's where the trigger warning comes in. There is actually, there is actually a very serious problem of child sexual abuse within the Tibetan monastery system. That is a very real thing. That is 100% a very real thing. And um, I personally have taken teachings from Kalu Rinpoche. Uh, Kalu Rinpoche, almost, he's a reincarnation. He's a tulku. He almost left Buddhism as a teacher because he had a breakdown on stage during a teaching because one of the students asked him how to deal with their childhood sexual assault and he had an emotional breakdown on stage and and announced for the first time in public uh that while he was growing up in the monastery he was let's just say violently repeatedly sexually abused mm. 
very bad, not good. If you want to look up details, anyone who's listening to this, you can. Uh, there's a whole video that's still online uh, of Kelly Rinpoche talking about it, but like, I don't like to consume trauma porn, so I have sort of chosen to not watch that. I know details from articles. I don't. I don't really need to know more. That's too triggering. Uh, he almost left uh, Buddhism. He actually became like an alcoholic and a drug addict uh, for a while, but. Through the counseling of the Dalai Lama and counseling of Dong Sarkansi Rinpoche, uh, he processed um, the trauma that he had from that monastery childhood sexual assault by a monastic, um, and he has come back to uh, teaching again. So I'm going to read what he said about this whole situation, because Kali Rinpoche... He is not popular with a lot of the traditional uh, lamas and a lot of traditional Tibetan Buddhists because they're very much of the like, you shouldn't talk about that stuff. Um, so there are like more conservative Tibetan Buddhists who, who don't like him, don't trust him. I've been in his presence. He is, I cannot begin to describe how much beautiful love, radiant love just permeates the air around him i don't know how to like when you're in his presence you feel like you're in love it's just so pure and so wonderful to be around he's a great teacher um but he he will openly talk now knowing full well that it gets him in shit uh he will openly talk about you know the abuse he went through and the fact that that is a problem in in the monastic system so he better than any westerner understands you know, better than anyone, I think, even in the world, um, whether or not Dalai Lama is a dangerous person. He posted, and I think you can still see it on his Instagram, I am a victim of sexual abuse, been through harsh reality regardless of my name. I know a child predator when I see one. I will voluntarily spot for you. But news media company and some people criticizing my living Buddha, Holiness Dalai Lama, is beyond pathetic. Holiness is the most beautiful human being in this earth, an enlightened being, and forever grateful. Yeah, so if the the guy himself, yeah. you know, who's experienced it at the hands of Tibetan monks in the in the system in the same way that, you know, we would think of a, a, a Catholic child, you know, if he's even like, that was not that, <laughs> like... I yeah. know what that looks like, and that was not it, homie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Alt because the thing is, it, it, like, he also has talked about the fact that, like, he wasn't the only one who was abused at that yeah, monastery. Like, if you so have a guy who's, like, willing to piss off the upper echelons of their own religion and does so at any chance he gets on the issues that are important to him, yeah. if he's even like, this one's not my fight. <laughs> Yeah, if if he's like, no, uh-uh, not this one. <laughs> like, I have spent a shit ton of time with him. I have watched him. I have seen how the predators within our community act. This is not one of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, aside from all the other stuff I said about, like, you know, the mistranslation, suck on my tongue, um, like, that's enough for me, right? Like, he's, like, Kalu Rinpoche knows better than anyone in the world what, what what that sort of abuse looks like and like i don't i don't know about you but like i can kind of tell when people are creepers you can tell yeah, i think that's a, a tism thing and it, probably it, also a uh we've 
yeah they have uh, experienced um uh, and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say by your statement that uh yes most likely yeah we have <laughs> I, i'm guessing by your statement yeah that, yeah. that we both have <laughs> um so yeah there's a thing like you notice so like um you know if Callie rinpoche is just like not a nonce not yeah. a nonce you know in spite of all that other linguistic stuff i'm I'm going to believe him, man. He would know better than anyone. Uh, I, I want to say one more thing and then maybe ask like you to ask me questions or anything like that. Like, I, I understand that like for some people, they're going to hear this and be like, no, he definitely has to be a predator. You never say stuff like that unless you're a pervert. Um, like as, as some of as I heard on a BBC News report about it, some of his, uh, you know, local handlers and people who have spent a lot of time around him have said none of us have really talked to Dalai Lama about sexual stuff he, like he's kind of like he's kind of naive to that stuff so he a lot gives of times, that vibe like he really gives that vibe of like not in the Michael Jackson way of I'm a child but like that childish innocence vibe of you know like I doubt that man's ever got a boner in his life except for like sleeping maybe yeah and like and like i know enough about tibetan buddhism there are practices there are like yogic breathing practices that he would have been taught that totally take that away from your body like you don't get there's like those impulses meditations oh the anti-horniness meditations yeah 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 yeah, yeah better than a graham cracker folks that's on better, <laughs> yep that's that's for sure that's for sure um, yeah, no, there's, there's like, there's like, um, it's internal yoga, internal energy system, but it's, it's a way of like redirecting your energy and you'll hear like weird hippie men, weird Western hippie men with like their semen retention. It's not the people I that trust stuff, but it's like, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> there is, there is a way to like, if you're horny, redirect that energy. And, you know, so he's, he's been doing these practices his whole life. The guy's a virgin yeah very much so um so ultimately like for me like i think it's i really want something to be done about the 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 predators who are in the tibetan monastic the real ones the real ones i really really want that to be dealt with things need to be done about it but by labeling the dalai lama a predator because he engaged in a tibetan idiom that doesn't make any sense in english like there's this 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 concept of you know the teacher points at the moon and the fool looks at the finger Mm. dalai lama's the finger dalai lama's the finger in this situation we are completely ignoring the moon the actual problem and by making this about the dalai lama we're not gonna be able to help these young monks we're not going to stop it. Like it's, we, it's just, I want something to be done about predators. I want something to be done about child predators within religious communities, but pointing fingers at people who aren't the problem doesn't solve the problem. And it in fact protects the actual predators. And maybe that's a spicy take for some Westerners, but this is this is how I feel having cultural and linguistic understanding of the Tibetan community that Westerners uh, aren't usually privy to. So that's my that's my spiel. That's my rant. 
I have a few other notes and stuff that I can send to you, Kelly, uh, you know, on your own if you're interested. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what am I, am I, like, what, what sort of thoughts do you have on this? What sort of questions do you have from, for me on this? And like, do you feel free to push back if you disagree with me? Um, I mean, I, yeah, like, I, don't essentially because when i saw the video myself like i didn't interpret it in a creepy way either and i really think that this whole thing is very much like <sighs> there's that whole thing of where you know the ch like the western churches have been criticized so heavily and you know what you know when you get a group and this is especially true with like conservatives or you know, men but when there's like a group that's criticized rightfully so for things all the time mm -hmm. whenever another group comes out they they shift to deflect the blame and see like well see it's not just us it happens everywhere it's not just us like see everything sucks like so why can't we just still suck mm -hmm. you know like it's, it, this especially happens when there's like feminist issues too where it's like you know one one woman assaults a man and then like hundreds of men are like see 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 women are shitty too like or, or one <laughs> trans man does a uh male mass shooting and suddenly yeah like know? see see that we're, we're not the problem like the, there's problems everywhere it's not just us like that's kind of how this is playing out for me it's like well you know that didn't seem weird. That looked like... Like, it's weird, you know, and then you get the cultural context, and then you're like, oh. Yeah, but, like, if you've spent any time, and maybe just because I have had more exposure through my own interest in Eastern cultures and with discussing with you Buddhism, and, like, even before we met, like, I had that interest as well. Yeah. Like, seeing the behaviors of the Dalai Lama never really gave that vibe of you know like that's a dangerous man he always gave that kind of like silly goofy kid yeah vibe yeah you know? and that's what a lot of people are saying they're sort of like yeah but we know that he's a playful dude he'll like grab your beard or like do weird things to your face and you know like the little kid was indian so he might not have been familiar with the like game of like kiss me on the cheek kiss me on the lips oh now there's nothing left so you have to suck my tongue ha 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 like he probably didn't know that but he rolled with it and there's also tons of footage of the child talking about how wonderful his experience was and that video itself is part of a longer video where the boy actually asks Dalai Lama to hug him and the Dalai Lama doesn't he he doesn't speak fluent English like, if yeah. you've ever listened to one of his interviews, it's like, I'm sorry, Your Holiness, but your English is garbage. <laughs> like, it's garbage. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very, like, stilted and broken in the way a lot of, like, uh, not a lot, because, like, a lot of the Tibetans that I knew who had, like, English as a, as a second language, they were very fluent and very good, but they were, they were immediately, like, ready to tell you how fucking hard and confusing English language is to learn uh, as a non-English speaker um, mm. but yeah there's like the whole video itself is much longer and um, I, I think I've tried to get you to um, I'm a big fan of the Conspirituality podcast uh, I like what Matthew Remsky 
uh, has been doing about exposing, uh, you know, toxic new age spirituality, toxic uh, yoga culture. Uh, I don't always agree on his takes. He has some feelings about Zongsar Chente Rinpoche that I don't necessarily share, but I think are like valid of him to have those feelings. Um, but Matthew Moremsky has been, um, has made a few posts about what he called tongue gate. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know he, he, he said, he said in a few of them, he's like, you know, the real, well, let me pull up the actual tweet so that I can actually uh, quote him. And also, just a side note, uh, Matthew Remsky uh, just got blocked by Sam Harris for asking Sam Harris too many hard questions. So, like... That's really fucking funny. Slay, girl, slay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, let me just say, I love when all of those, like, fucking self-proclaimed galaxy brain fucking conservative shit fucks like well sam harris sam harris's whole thing about is about confirmation bias yeah i know and he like recently said that meditation taught him that identity politics and woke culture is a mental illness because it identifies too much with the self and there is no self what meditation was he doing oh he does mindfulness i would like to know honey he has an app he is promoting a meditation app of course he does we could go in we can go into that in like another episode Uh. more so but um okay so matthew remsky the first thing he posted about it he said there's a lot of heavy baggage opinions flying around about the tongue gate almost none of them accounting for what tibetans have to say yeah, that's often how things go when there's a cultural criticism from people on the West, not part of a culture. Or not understanding that culture, not having been involved in that culture and not having mm-hmm. like any knowledge of it. Like I was I was very in that community. I was like f- from like 2017, mid 2017 until the pandemic, I was spending three to 18 hours a week at buddhist uh uh tibetan buddhist events with like five white people two chinese people and everyone else tibetan and Mm. and a a lot of that time was spent eating meals with these people or or, or these people please excuse me with the tibetans (laughs) i i have been to uh as of this year four new year's celebrations which last several hours have lots of performing and uh, lots of food and lots and lots of gorshe dancing and uh dancing to um bollywood pop music so like i have observed like i have seen so the other thing that matthew remsky posted that uh <laughs> i kind of it's kind of how I'm feeling about a lot of this like overarching thing. Like it's very much that sort of conservative sort of like see, see, see. Yeah. Hey, progressives who pretend to know something about Tibet, take a deep breath before letting yourself get led down the frictionless path. Cause one of the terminal stops is this. And it is a screenshot of a post someone made that includes a picture. Ah, oh, someone so just um calm peaceful calm i hate that i'm gonna have to say this someone photoshopped jeffrey epstein's head over i guess dalai lama in monk robes 
Jesus. Yeah, like, uh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, and then that's one of the pictures you see in it. But this is what Liz Crokin, I don't know who that is, but I assume they're Q adjacent. The shocking video of the Dalai Lama sexually assaulting a young boy has been a massive red pill for many. I've been saying, oh my God. Right? I, I've been saying for seven years now that the world is run by elite pedophiles. These child sex predators are strategically put into positions of power and often hide behind religious institutions, charitable organizations, government offices, and other businesses that claim to do good for children and humanity. They're so deliberately propped up and many are given awards and positive press to serve as the smoke and mirrors to hide their true sinister selves. I think I'm going to have to have another shower when we're finished recording i had one right before we started recording but ugh, ugh. like it's just come on man well like, that shit always makes me laugh too because it's like yeah in your own party the conservative party yep. like you're you overlook that so willingly like there are people seated in the government currently mm -hmm. who are known and charged child predators yup that you're just like no they're the good one they're okay they were wrongfully accused that was just some bad stuff that happened to them they were in a bad way back then mm -hmm. we're not talking about those ones we're talking about the really dangerous ones like yeah nope. like the ones making our laws fuck <sighs> and like just the you know you saw the video they described that as sexually assaulting a child in front of an audience. Like, he wasn't being held down. No. You know, like, yeah, sure, maybe you could argue if you're a fucking nutsack that he was, like, pressured by the cameras in the situation and coerced into doing it, if you want to see it that way. But, like, it, he could have left. And I'm not, this is uh, absolutely not, like, victim blaming or whatever, you know, but, like... I didn't personally perceive that video to be that. His like, mom was right there, too. His mom could have swooped in and been like, oh, fuck no, not with this creepy old man. And here's what the boy <laughs> said in an interview. I, I have the video, but I'm just going to read it. After that event, they interviewed the boy, and he said, I really wanted to meet his holiness. It was a really good experience. It's inexpressible how blessed you feel when you get blessed by him and specially able to hug him and see him this near is a blessing itself. He is very positive and has a lot of positive energy. Overall, it's a very good experience. Mm -hmm. That was one of the interviews. There's like another where he says stuff very similar to that. So the the boy himself. Yeah, and I don't want to under no pressure to make statements at all. And I like I don't want to be one of those people who's like the CCP and the Chinese propaganda government, but also the CCP and the Chinese propaganda machine. Yeah, like we look, we know that there's some stuff going on. Yeah. But it's not always that stuff. Like it's not always a scapegoat, but sometimes it's it, true. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> It's not it Justin, does. just communist Justin Trudeau is a yeah, shill like... for the CCP. Uh, no, a supposedly organic video of the Dalai Lama <laughs> being released a week after he um, enthroned and recognized a uh, tolku uh, in Mongolia. 
that China was not happy about. Like, again, the event happened February 28th. March 23rd, I think it was, I have in the notes, um, was when Dalai Lama did that, um, uh, enthroned the uh, Mongolian Tulku. And... <laughs> What was last? What was last Monday? We're filming. We're filming this. Excuse me. We're recording this on uh, Friday, April fourteenth. And what was Monday? Was it like the seventh or the eighth? Monday was the tenth. And the week before was when the videos started circulating. And this was from February, if I remember correctly. Like February twenty eighth. Okay. Then the uh, yeah, and then just yep, uh, March twenty third is when he named and formally enthroned uh, a 10th reincarnation Tulku as the spiritual leader of Mongolia. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe the timing is a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if they've had this video for that long. It was live-streamed. Yeah, well, like, like how a, many Westerners are going to watch that? Come on. A, a ton? Like, well, it was one of the it was one of the live streams that I didn't watch, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if I went and looked right now. I could probably find it on Dalai Lama's Facebook page and Dalai Lama's YouTube page. Mm. Um, because I, just, I mean, I mean, like non Buddhist interested Westerners probably didn't watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, like, where did it come from? Why did it start circulating all of a sudden? Yeah, and why so long after it publicly happened? Who was looking for it? Who found it? Like, if it was really that shocking, why wasn't it suddenly trending on March 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, the days after it happened? You know? Yeah. It's, um... It's plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just... Yeah, and don't go on Twitter, because, like, the stuff I see is really bad. There's, like, there's, like, you know, people being like, it's it's so shocking and distressing that liberals are, 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 uh... Uh, protecting a predator it's like man aren't a lot of these people they'll like innocent until proven guilty like yeah she said he did that to her but like let's just wait until until we hear his side of the story these are the same people who will defend donald trump who Mm -hmm. has you you know you can look for all of his crimes (laughs) you know yeah his hundreds of crimes known and unknown out for you to see and you'll blindly be like, no, no, I, I, I think he's, I think he's a good guy, actually. There, he's being, uh, this is a witch hunt. Like, no, mm, maybe pick your battles a little more. But this is, you know, this is the projection. But yeah, um, yeah. So that's it. That's my spicy take on the video. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad I could uh, share this with you. We're gonna post this. Some people might get weird about it, but you know, I once again want to say. We absolutely have to, not we, the, 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 the global we, the Tibetan community absolutely has to address the predator problem within the monasteries. It absolutely has to address and help the young boys, the young, you know, monks who are being harmed. But Dalai Lama is not the dude. Kalu Rinpoche, a sexually assaulted as a child, reincarnated teacher is out here saying, nope, absolutely not. I know what they look like. I'll point one out for you. That's not your guy. It's not your guy. So, you know, for me, honestly, everybody stop looking at the finger and start looking at the moon. We are not helping children by blaming Dalai Lama for doing a grandfatherly 
traditional Tibetan gesture towards a kid that is his, in his eyes, his universal grandchild. Yeah, and I, we're not helping kids at all by just being angry and doing on, nothing. On Twitter, just, yeah. Yeah, on Twitter.com, with your 140 characters worth of rage, you aren't doing shit. You think that you're doing shit because your voice is getting heard by other ghouls on the internet. Now, now hold on, hold but... on. If you've subscribed to Twitter Blue, it's more than 100, uh, 140 characters. But that's okay, that's well, a whole you're also a... Elon well, you're garbage also fire. an idiot for giving Elon Musk money, and I will not apologize for that. Agreed. That man is a... F- absolute galaxy moron a huge giant moron just a oh my god dude uh, if a bottle of piss could take human form i all right all right all right before we end this uh, this has nothing to do with the episode he (laughs) he he wrote a tweet about how he wanted the media to look into a man called harry and then the last name was b B O with some sort of umlaut L Z, yeah, Harry Balls. Okay, yeah, that this this is your hero. This is a fifty-one-year-old like, man making lingma jokes. Yeah, this is a man who painted over the W on the Twitter building so that he could call it Titter because he's a literal child. This is what happens when the guy who was your friend's brother in high school who smoked too much weed was 26 and still lived in the basement read atlas shrugged one time and made it his whole fucking personality you give him a billion dollars and this is what he turns into this is so close to the description (laughs) of joe rogan being like the loser uh you know the the, uh the the 27 year old you know, brother of your friend who like stays in the basement smoking weed and has like a neon black light. Uh, anyway, we yeah, are- they were friends, except for Joe Rogan was the hippie version, and Elon Musk was the one who thought he was a hacker because sometimes he would buy DMT on the dark web. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never had to buy DMT, I was friends with a university chemistry neuroscience student i never had to pay no i yeah because you touched grass and met people in the real world that's why Uh, listen listen i actually had i did actually have some he said it was the third of a normal dose and we i did actually fall backwards and touch grass uh well that happened Uh, i i i'm not i'm not for it i did it what once not well, even a full I've done, look i've done it too i've my i have a whole backstory lore about you know being having problems with psychedelics but you know well it again, sounds like on a future episode yeah. it sounds like on a future episode let's talk about our experiences with that because i have some funny stories <laughs> around just yeah reasons why i don't do things anymore reasons why i stopped all right and uh also we're old yeah yeah we're aunties yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) all right okay uh this has been penguin pebbling podcast uh we will have uh uh old but future episodes coming out soon with uh non-buddhist topics of uh you know uh fascism and nazis in uh new age as well as like you know other things uh, about like neuroscience stuff and just things we like. So uh, yeah, come back next week and enjoy our spicy content. Okay, bye. <laughs>
proud of you for getting that all out the penguin pebbling without tripping over that. <laughs> Slay.